Okay, so we're just gonna test it out and see how it goes. So ask some questions or just say stuff. Okay, when was the last time you used a douche? <laughs> Welcome to the first ever Social Creative Conversations podcast. I'm Amy Vallejo, and that's not exactly the way I had envisioned my first episode starting, but that gentleman was my husband, Jake, and that gives you a real good idea of what our marriage relationship is like. It's a little bit of light, it's a little bit of sarcastic funny, and it's a little bit of thoughtful conversation. He is actually the best, and I'm so glad that he got to participate this way. I wanted to give you some quick context on how Social Creative Conversations came to be. As many of you know, I am the founder and co-collaborator of a experience-based creative workshops located here in Seattle. We focus on gathering people, cultivating relationships, and celebrating creativity. As you can see by our name, social creative, the two are intermixed with each other. Then came this thing called the pandemic and it became increasingly hard to keep up the social aspect without being together. And I really felt the need to continue. As you know, in March of 2020, a little thing called a pandemic made it increasingly harder to get together and gather face to face. It was really hard for a lot of us. And I really felt that a big part of social creative had dropped out. And I wanted to find a way to continue to build relationships. In the summer, I introduced a series called We The Makers. And it was an opportunity for me to have conversations and see behind the scenes and screens on the women behind the brands. A lot of people ended up really enjoying it, including myself. It was a really spectacular way for us to engage each other and talk about the normal things of life, what we were all collectively going through at the same time with no pretenses, just realness. Well, the inspiration continues, and that is where the Conversations podcast came from. I wanted to find a way for us to continue in conversation, but not fancy curated conversation, just real life conversation. So what you'll find is the podcast will be me finding a quiet space in my home with no tricky props or gear or any of that. Not to say that it won't get there someday, but I found it was inhibiting me from doing the thing that I felt inspired to do. And so when I feel like that, I need to remove those obstacles and just go forward any way that I can. So here I am, I'm in my son's bedroom with a pillow propped up over the laptop talking to you. These conversations are going to be as if you are a fly on the wall. You are entering into a conversation between two women who are doing spectacular things, but also living through ordinary or not so ordinary life. It promises to be light, funny, thoughtful, deep, weird, 
spontaneous, and it's going to require your participation. Before I record any podcast with a guest, I'm going to ask you if you have any questions for them. And of course, I will employ that mystery jar with interesting questions written by my kids. And hey, I know how life goes. I also know how I tune in to certain podcasts here and there. Trust me, even I get tired of hearing my own voice. (laughs) But I do hope you'll tune in and listen to these amazing women who are coming on to share their stories and their journeys. They are quite spectacular, at least I think, and I do believe you'll feel the same way. I also want to note, as in any conversation that's happening, sometimes two days later, we feel differently about what we said. So I want to put that caveat out. Nothing I say is ever absolute. It's something that I'm working through or processing. Just like you, I'm here to learn, be taught, and grow. We are all constantly evolving on our own journeys. And so, without further ado, I'm going to turn the reins over to Jake and let him ask me some questions. I'm also going to let him ask the questions you asked. It's a fun conversation that had a lot of giggles after a spectacular, long-awaited date night. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate being in relationship with you. So, uh, well, this is just me talking about you. <laughs> you love this podcast so far. <laughs> Let's have you talk about you. That's something you really Keep love going. doing. <laughs> so what is this? I don't even know what this is. I'm on the first one. I get a chance to right, talk Jake. to you about it. I'm going to help you moderate your moderation. <laughs> Thank you. Take control, you alpha, whoever you are. <laughs> Anybody who knows okay. you knows this. <laughs> so here we are, but we just came back from an epic meal, right? We went to Milk Drunk, had amazing chicken sandwiches, and then we went to a brewery next door and had a delicious beer, and then we had some epic soft serve, right? I'm just realizing that we went to Milk Drunk and the soft serve, <laughs> and you're not supposed to have dairy. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Don't breathe. Yes, that's true. <laughs> All right, so you're creating a podcast. Yes. Tell me some of the challenges you have in creating a podcast. I mean, how do you create a podcast? I've heard a lot of podcasts, but how do you create I don't one? know. I don't know. Good. That's okay. my honest answer. Here's the thing. This is the way I work, and I shared a little bit of, about it in a post, but I am a Enneagram 7 Wing 8 which means I have 50,000 things happening at one time. And when I feel inspired, I just do. I don't research for 50 years. (laughs) Are you looking like that? 50 years, I'm only I just do. I don't wait for inspiration. I feel like inspiration is a really hard thing and I have ebbed and flowed in this as we all have maybe during this COVID time. But it is something where when you feel it, 
you go with it. And I tend to not um, maybe do it in the right steps that you would need to, to take. I just, I feel like sometimes it's better just to make the move and go with it before your inspiration is lost. And that's how I do a lot of things. Okay, as a quick testimony to that, mm -hmm. we are actually recording this on your laptop with two ear pods. <laughs> one ear pod is sitting on my lap. One is in your ear. There's no microphone here. There's no professional no. equipment. I'm not even sure we know that this is even recording. <laughs> so if people are actually hearing this, it's kind of a miracle. It's probably not the best audio either. It probably isn't. <laughs> but you know what? Kind of a testimony. Just do it. Yes. That's how I do a lot of things. I think you can attest. It's actually interesting because during this time, I have had a peeling back of a lot of layers. You know, we've been on a roller coaster of like, I feel really inspired and then I feel nothing. I feel numb to everything. I have no motivation to do any work. I have no motivation to, you know, feel creative. And someone asked me a question like, where do you get your inspiration? Or how have you been inspired since March, since when coronavirus started? And I would say I have had ebbs and flows of inspiration. There has been some times where you have seen me just in a puddle of my own self, completely uninspired and, you know, just wondering what I'm going to do next and sort of without any direction. And then the next minute you see me and I've got 50 projects happening and I'm wallpapering our bathroom. <laughs> I'm wallpapering and I'm putting paint samples on our living room. <laughs> just, I lean into inspiration when it comes and that could be good or bad i feel like when creativity strikes you go with it and and i've also tried to really be disciplined in sitting and waiting for inspiration to come not growing restless when you don't feel it not being afraid when it's not there all the time, but trusting that it is still there and maybe just percolating, you know, and just trusting in that. I love like Elizabeth Gilbert in Big Magic. She talks a lot about that. And I just love that. It's, it's always there, and I think that there is such a good discipline in waiting for it and trusting that it's going to be there, and it's okay to just rest and be silent and wait for it to come, you know? But in the meantime, you'll find another project. I definitely will. <laughs> I'll have 50,000 projects. Yeah. And actually, a lot of those projects I don't finish until way later, and that's why we live like this. <laughs> I think that's the next book. Why, Why do we, we have to like live this? like this? <laughs> yes. There's only a, a statement. It's not, I don't think this is even as 
anyways, not mm-hmm. just COVID. I think mm-hmm. it's always been mm-hmm. like this. To move this For data. sure. Um, so we had some questions being asked. Yes. One of them was, you know, given your background, did you, within that, you had different aspects of those roles. Like you were creative in a sense. You were very, um, um, you had to plan things out and coordinate, you know, um, releases and hit dates and hit deadlines and be very organized. Um, was there a certain aspect of those roles that you gravitated more towards than others? Can you be more specific? <laughs> yeah, you draw drawn to a certain aspect of it, is the way the question was asked. In you my... drawn to a certain aspect of like planning or being more creative mm. or just people, bringing people together. Is there is there one that's more important or that draws you, um, inspires you more? Or do mm. you just enjoy the fact that you, that's why you choose those roles because they do all of those things? <clears throat> I think that was it. I got to do all of them at the same time. It, in the role that I was in as a merchandiser, I got to work closely with genius people. I got to work with graphics and I got to work with pattern makers and people who were truly geniuses in their craft. And I got to sit back and admire and watch. And it is, it's incredible. And so you can stand back and watch them and say, you do that. And this person over here, you do that. You do it so well. And so you get to sort of in be this instrumenter of all these different people doing what they do really well and bringing them all together. And it gave me an appreciation for, you know, the art of creativity and just all the elements that go into something. And um, I, I think that that is important when you're thinking about aesthetic um, and ambiance and all the things that go into curating something, you know, um, something that de- you're delivering. So you'd mentioned, um, you know, people around you are sort of experts or you use the word orchestra. So maybe they're members of an orchestra. Do you mm-hmm. see yourself as like a conductor in some ways of, you know, bringing all of these different, you know, instruments together to create a hmm. piece? Is that, I mean, Maybe. that kind of how you view yourself? I just got done listening to um, a book, The Art of Gathering, by Priya Parker, I believe is her last name. But anyway, she talks about just the leadership in a gathering, and I think that that is something that's true. There's an orchestrator who is making decisions for a gathering and bringing people together and really having a vision of how they want something to go. Um, you know, deciding how people are going to experience certain things or the people who you're going to bring in as collaborators who are going to make this a spectacular deliverable or gathering or whatever it is. And I think that even in my in my role previously, I got to do that where there was a 
there was a bringing people together and watching people do something that they totally knew how to do and giving them autonomy to do it, but knowing the end result, you know, and having that in mind. I think that was something that I really liked to do is working with everybody individually, but also seeing the final thing come together. I need other people's creativity to be inspired, really. So that's yeah, I think that's probably one of your strengths is your ability to not only recognize when somebody's being creative in yourself, but also make sure that they know. Mm-hmm. And um, it really encourage them to continue on, you know, on that and to not be discouraged, even though they may feel that way at times, whether it's their businesses, you know, having a tough time or whatever it might be, or, um, it's interesting because I think it's a a talent in and of itself, even Mm -hmm. though it's a a different kind of role as opposed to like being the florist, right? You're really encouraging the, the people to do their role as well. Um, so, uh, wow, this is just me talking about you. <laughs> you love this podcast so far. <laughs> Let's have you talk about you. That's something you really Keep love going. doing. <laughs> Do you think you're creative? Yes. I think I'm creative. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I'm a teacher of creativity but I think I love dabbling. I love experimenting. I love doing. Um, I love trying new things. I love experiencing new things. I'm a very, I'm very true to my Enneagram seven (laughs) where I love to have different things happening at one time and experiencing different things. And I think that lends itself to creativity you need to have new experiences and new inspirations and that really leads you and drives you to try a lot of uh, different endeavors. So I'll be making cement bowls one day and then I'm making different salts the other day and, you know, I just have a lot of different things happening at one time. So Deborah wants to know, did you create growing <laughs> up? I think that's how she I meant did. it. You know what? So you created growing up. I uh, There was no growing up before me. I actually created that. <laughs> so you, you. Did you say growing up? No, I did. <laughs> I did create growing up. You know what? I was thinking about this. My dad had a... Um, he had a shop. It was amazing. He had, he always had scrap wood in this bin because he was a carpenter growing up. And he would save all the wood ends from whatever, you know, thing he was building or whatever. And so he would give us full reign over that bin. And so we got to take whatever wood scraps that we ever wanted to and go out and he'd be like, you can pick from anything in this bin and you can just create. So I did a lot of wood crafting, like just picking out different scraps of wood and he would have a pile of nails and he would give us a hammer and we could just do whatever. So I think I did create as a kid. 
I definitely, I got creativity in that sense from my dad and I also got it from my mom. I just have been reminiscing and really remembering where a lot of my creativity came from and I realized that a lot of that came from my mom as well. I remember being a kid and my mom entered craft shows. She would make, you know, there was always these weaved, she would take weaved placed mats and make them into these arts and craft butterflies. It was so interesting. But she would sell them at craft shows and it's interesting because as a child, I remember her being at the table and hot gluing these butterflies together out of placemats and, you know, the things for the eyes and everything. And I remember her doing that, but I don't think I ever really grasped the concept of what she was doing until later on in life, even now as an adult, where I'm like, holy crap. I was a kid observing my mom having her own business, creating, crafting, having something for herself, and, you know, just having her little space of creativity, however much she needed it. Because she was staying home with three kids, and she needed an outlet, and she found it. And I think a lot of um, my creativity comes from just the observation of my mom. Whoa. I just had a mind-blowing reality there. (laughs) What might really trip you out is it's happening to the next generation. It totally is. As your son is creating his own business with his own website. And I have to believe it's because... Right? He's observing the same kinds of things you observed as a kid. Yeah. Trippy. Keep it going. So what what's this going to look like? What's this podcast? How's this going to go? What's this format? Are you just going to talk to people? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am. I'm going to talk to a lot of different people. I'm going to talk to women who I find extraordinary. But it's not going to be curated. It's not going to be fancy by any means. I don't have a fancy studio. I don't have the fancy equipment right now. Staying true to my Enneagramness. Um, I just want to continue conversation and learning and sharing. And the way I'm going to do it is by having conversations in my laundry room or conversations in my bathroom, wherever I can find a place of solitude. And just like the series that I did, the We The Maker series, when we were doing Instagram Lives, it was the idea of being a fly on the wall. I want to sort of come into a conversation that's happening We are all completely busy women. We've got a lot going on, whether it's through business or it's through life or kids or family or just the complexities of, God, what's happening with 
you know, the pandemic and social injustice and all of the things that are happening right now in the world, we have a lot going on. And so I sort of just want to come in to the conversations we're already having. It's, it's not going to be anything complicated. It's just going to really highlight how women are thriving and struggling and being real through the mess of life. Um, and I know that when I hear how they're doing it, I feel very inspired. And hearing other people's inspiration inspires me and gives me motivation to do or to think differently or to feel differently, uh, be challenged, you know, feel held accountable. Uh, it's, it, I don't know any other word, but just inspiring, really. It's interesting. You say when you hear people's stories, you yourself get inspired. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, is that what this is? Like, so you're interviewing people, hearing their stories, not only does it inspire you, but is the hope that it inspires other people that are listening? You may not feel that way right now. Absolutely positively, Jake. It's like I've been taking notes. <laughs> and I have yes, Because nothing that is said stops at the end of the conversation. Ever. It ripples. Mm -hmm. What I learn from someone else is rippled to someone else and someone else and someone else. It, it doesn't stay there or stay silent and I feel like if we were vulnerable enough bold enough humble enough loud enough and encouraging enough to just say what we felt or wanted to say <clears throat> there would be so fruit and yielded from it truly that's how I feel Everyone has an opportunity to teach and learn and share. And it doesn't stop there. It just ripples, you know. It, it happens all the time. Okay. So I, I hope that's what this is. Well, I look forward to hearing you. Right. Uh, talking to... So you will be listening? No, I'm definitely not. <laughs> this is not my thing. Listening to other things. Whatever. I put Probably you on my own newsletter. I'll be researching like equipment to buy <laughs> to make it better because I'll be so annoyed. But what are you doing? But um, no, I think I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's it'll be really good for you. I think um, not just for you. I think it'll be, you know, I think we, you and I, we're very different, but we do share in common that we do really care about people. I want to have like, People know that they're important, that they're valued, and all that. And we just do it in different ways. I do it by yeah, staying away from them, <laughs> and you do, it, and you do it by <laughs> bringing them together. So, but I am excited. Oh Lord! For this podcast. This is not actually yeah, for you. I am. It's gonna be good. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. Hmm. I'm talking to an empty room. This is a really weird thing to say. This is a really weird thing. We are literally in the middle of our living room hanging out at the end of a date so there you go not very exciting <laughs> wow <laughs>
This has been a really great <laughs> interview, Jake. Thank you so much. Okay, we're out. Peace. Anything you want to say <laughs> as a parting word? Um, no, other than I am excited about this podcast. I'm, mostly I'm excited about the next evolution um, of what social creative is and has meant for you in the environment that we're in, in a way that'll that'll work. And I think it'll be very satisfying to do that. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see that. Thank you, Aw, what a sweet way to end my first podcast. <laughs> Thanks to Jake for being such a trooper and staying up late to help me with that. It's always interesting when you talk about inspiration or creativity Like many of you, I found myself these last couple months being on a roller coaster ride of one day I'm inspired, the next day I am completely unmotivated to do anything. I think the thing is, is that we are creative all of the time. It doesn't matter if I am finding myself in a project around the house or I'm doing something for an event or I'm making meals in my kitchen just for me. Creativity is for us first, and then we get to pour out to other people. And it's okay when we have days where we're not motivated. Sit in it, feel it, let it come to you, because I promise you it does. Oftentimes when I am sitting and waiting, I'll do projects and then all of a sudden I'm inspired to do something that really speaks to my soul. Maybe you're the same way. I look forward to finding out and learning from you too. Thanks for being a part of the conversation and I definitely look forward to more. Stay tuned for our next episode with Lauren Holton from Lark Rising. If you have questions you want to bring to the conversation, Hit me up on Instagram at Social Creative Workshops.